Dude, I feel like I'm hungover because I had a terrible sinus migraine oh, yesterday. Yikes. And you're probably actually hungover. Yeah, no, I'm finally recovered. <laughs> okay. No more partying. So I told myself I had the week off. No, nothing. No booze. No booze. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Cinco de Mayo on Friday. <laughs> oh, right. It's Trace de Mayo today. It's Cuatro de Mayo on Thursday. <laughs> Cinco. It's like you just keep going. Five o'clock somewhere every single day. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm done because the weight and just how I felt. I felt like I was on this binge, yeah. bad binge all last week. It was just different events. I was just going, 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 and I about killed myself. So yeah, in therapy this week, we talked about balance, really <sighs> balance. What rules are you gonna put on yourself? Okay, one or two times a week, I get to go out and only one to two drink at the event. And so that's my new rule. Okay. It's not like I'm going to not, not go out. Right. I mean, that's like telling me to like not drink water. Or something. <laughs> that's like telling you to die. Right. So there's this <laughs> saying that my family, I joke about all the time. It was in the Lego movie. Batman character says it. And he's like, if I can't party with a hundred random strangers, this relationship's just not going to work out. <laughs> I have been on TikTok a lot. And yeah, dude, I've seen all these notifications coming up. Like, what the heck is going on? Oh, M is being active. Right. I'm being active on TikTok. I'm leaving comments. I guess you're getting them too because we logged on to the same account. Right. They really liked a couple comments that I left. My goal is, you know, to increase our following. The reason why I started being more active in regards to leaving comments and liking videos is because I believe that helps boost your algorithm versus you just come on there, dump a video and then leave. Got it. I was just testing some stuff out. Okay. But I do find all the trends on TikTok. And so Ooh. that's why you'll see some of the videos that I'm creating are from TikTok trends. Very it's cool. giving us a lot of content. If you follow us on Facebook or YouTube, by the way, YouTube, we're like doing pretty awesome with these yes, <laughs> videos. I went on there and you're doing really good. 4,000 views. The highest views we got was 5,000 views. It's the video when it's the, when you fight with your best friend. Yeah. So I see these trends. All right, how can I incorporate that for our theme? Right. YouTube, we're doing great. And by the way, we're up to, let me look at how many subscribers. 61 subscribers on YouTube. Hey. So we're going to bypass Facebook pretty soon. Yeah. Well, uh, how's your week been going, Em? I have been watching and binging a lot of shows on Netflix. Yeah. I've literally been going from one show to the next, like finishing it out. Yeah. I started watching this one show... It's called In the Dark. I finished it. I barely made it through the first season because... Is that what the hot hottie girl and she's sleeping around? Yes. And she's blind. Yeah. It was kind of funny, but then I got bored of it. Well, they make her too much of a bitch. In the yes. first season, they made her crazy unlikable. You did not root for this person. When she got beat up, you were like, yeah, beat that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Then they started kind of softening her. And I think they just kind of made it a little too ridiculous that every guy she knew was like, you're incredibly hot. 
I guess she is good looking or attractive, but it just almost made it ridiculous how they were falling at her feet and she treated everybody like shit. Even her best friend, she treats like shit. I did end up finishing it, but I don't know if I'm gonna return for whenever they have the next season. Okay. But then I started watching and I'm now totally in love with Better Call Saul. Because you brought that oh, up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's And I had fun. never seen it. I watch Breaking Bad, but it's just phenomenal. It's just phenomenal. It's just acting, directing, yeah, all that. You've watched the whole season of Better Call Saul? I don't know if I have. I've jumped around a little bit. I need to complete that. I just haven't been watching a lot of TV lately. Just been too busy partying or what. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm out. I only watch TV at night. I'm just on my freaking social media during the day, you know, and then netflix by night yeah. yeah netflix by night that's what i've been doing i watch it in the evening and then i'm so in love with the show better call saul it's hard for me to turn it off isn't it funny he's hysterical he's very funny he has great timing yes and even though when it's not supposed to be like oh it's funny it's funny i love the dynamics of all the different relationships there are other storylines going and those are very interesting as well well they're jumping back and forth when he is working for the cartel he's going back and forth between breaking bad the show this is supposed to be pre-breaking bad yeah and then he's in witness protection okay wait you're getting ahead i'm not even that far i'm only in season no, three it's the very beginning the very opening scenes he's a witness protection the opening scene just shows him working at a cinnabon but you don't know why oh okay well <laughs> That's why. So it's like back and forth. Spoiler! You're supposed to say spoiler. It's not spoiling because most everybody has watched, not you, but most mm. everybody's watched Breaking Bad. That's why they're watching oh. Better Call Saul because he's a beloved character on Breaking Bad. It's a spinoff. So if you watch that, you know what's going on. All right. So I'm a little in the dark. But that's okay. It's But it's phenomenal. It's just a great show. And then you love, what's the girlfriend's name? Pam? Kim. Kim. Yeah, she's awesome. I like the yeah. brother too, the guy who plays his brother Chuck. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's awesome. I know. It's so good. So what season are you in? I'm in season three. I'm just at the f- very okay. beginning of season three. I think three. I'm in four, but I haven't watched it in like a year. i just mm-hmm. been doing other things. Yeah, I'm watching a show called Diplomat, and it's got the chick from the Americans, that actress, and it's really well done. Diplomat. It's only one season. It's like eight episodes or nine episodes. So they finish it up all in one season? Yeah, I don't think so. There'll probably be oh, other okay. seasons. It's all like politics, which I love, but it's well done. It's not funny is the only thing. Better Call Saul is awesome because it has everything in it. It has comedy, dramatic. I don't like political stuff much. I'm just over it. Right. I get it. I'm over the corruption in general. I cannot watch a show about the bullshit too. Well, that's the thing. Right. Okay. So that's the thing about the show is it shows the bullshit. Better Call Saul is definitely the better show. It's just awesome. Do you remember the show Seventh Heaven? Yeah. It wasn't like Little House on the Prairie for me. It wasn't like I was there every show, but yes. My husband started watching it and then I would watch it with him. Kind of this really pure, wholesome type of show. Yes. Where the guy's a pastor and they have a bunch of kids. Yeah. I came across this guy who does recaps of Seventh Heaven episodes. Have you seen this guy? (laughs) No, I got to see this. It's really funny because you kind of don't realize how unhinged is the term that they're using. (laughs) Seventh Heaven was. (laughs) There was one episode where Mary, I guess she's the oldest daughter, to fit in with the cool kids, steals a glass from a restaurant. 
<laughs> and then the parents discover it, but oh the oldest brother takes the blame and they're like, you need to return this to the restaurant owner. So he does and apologizes. And then the restaurant owner presses charges and he actually <laughs> goes to jail and there's what? a court proceeding. Yes. Dude, if they did and an updated <laughs> version of that, uh, can you even imagine? Are you kidding? <laughs> this is... <laughs> The whole thing about like how unhinged Seventh Heaven was, and you kind of didn't realize when you were watching the show years ago, because I guess it was the early 2000s, that you were just like, This is whack. That's insane, <laughs> dude. I subbed for band, it was so bad. The kids were on top of these like storage units, they were like all over the place. It was anarchy to get their attention. I did something called the gritty. My 12-year-old taught it to me. They were off the hook. They were like filming me, videoing me. I'm surprised I didn't get fired. The rest of the week, the kids are coming up to me and they're like, were you subbing for band? I heard you did the gritty. So the gritty is like a celebration. It's a TikTok trend. Can you record yourself and then that can Doing become something that we yeah. post on social media? Yeah, I'll do the gritty. Yeah, but that's the only way I could get these kids' attention. It was insane. And I'm telling you, it's just as you've been hearing. It's crazy in middle school. So, yeah, for some kid to go to jail because he took a glass. Because the restaurant owner pressed charges. <laughs> it's so funny seeing these recaps. The next one I come across, I will send it to you. That's insane. Yes. Okay, so one last thing, and then we'll get into our topic. Okay. I found a Facebook group, and I actually found out about it on TikTok, and it is called, Are We Dating the Same Guy? Have you heard about this? Oh no. Yeah, okay. Oh. So, <laughs> you probably should join for the one that's in Orlando, I don't know. Oh, a thousand percent. There's one in DC, and there are 79,000 members in my metro DC area. You ain't getting away with shit on this face. Because <laughs> yeah, if you're a player, it's going to be known. People even post their pictures of their husbands. I'll tell you about it. By the way, New York, I think, is the biggest. It's got like 100,000 in awesome. there. But we're like right behind at 79,000. I can't imagine 79,000 members all walking around Northern Virginia in the D.C. metro area. Okay. So is the concept, if you suspect that your partner is cheating, you post it on there? Yeah, but here's how it goes. Okay, first off, it was posted on TikTok, and people will talk about it. But you can actually get kicked out of the Facebook group if you talk about it. So it's like Fight Club. The first rule is you don't talk about it. But then people are on okay. there talking about it. The point of this okay. group, they claim, is to protect women. Men are obviously finding it the opposite. That it's an area to kind of yeah. dox men and that sort of thing. Say you meet somebody on Tinder, you are like having good convos, you send a post with the picture and you say, hey, has anyone dated this guy? And then somebody will be like, no, but he looks gross. I would never date him or, you know, whatever. They do rag on their looks, even though in the rules right. it says you're not supposed to like make fun okay. of who somebody's dating. Yeah, that's subjective anyways. Give me a break. Right, that's subjective, but of course they do. Or somebody will say, oh yeah, I dated him and he was a total creeper. Uh, I couldn't believe this. Or he dates five different women at the same time. Or he's right. married or stuff like that. Mine's like, she's a habitual breaker upper. I'd be on there. My I know. dog would be on there so fast. <laughs> Don't well, date this chick. I'm like, e -e 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 -e. guess what? 
I know. Guess what? There is now a male version. I believe it came out after. Yes, I'm going to be on there. And so <laughs> you may be on there. I may be on there. Probably already am. Yeah, which is fine because I don't want to date anybody anyway. So I'm good. I'm all set. You want the link, right? <laughs> yeah, I want the link and post the link in the notes because we all want to be on there, right, everybody? Yeah, this is interesting just for entertainment value. I got to read that. Yeah, it is like curiosity to see who they're posting, but I'm not going to join it. I wonder if there's like an Orlando one. I bet there's an Orlando one. Oh, yeah, there's totally an Orlando one. Okay. So let's get into personalities. Actually, and a correction, apparently they say that this is not personality, it's a temperament. Oh. And that is different. What's that Webster's definition, please? I went on Psych Central to clarify why do they say this isn't personality, but it's temperament. When you see a baby, you usually say, oh, she's got such a sweet temperament. You yes. don't say, I like her personality. Right. So personality apparently is something that develops. Uh. Temperament is literally, you're born with it, is what they say. Uh, here are some examples of common personality traits. Optimism versus pessimism. Extrovert versus introvert. Are you agreeable, confident, generous, creative, okay. loyal? Got it. Temperament is mood, emotional responses, your demeanor, your energy level. Curious. Are you adaptable? Are you inhibited? I hope that helps kind of clear things up. There are four temperaments, and you and I both took the official test. We'll have a link in the show notes for the official one because I took one that was not official, and it did give me a different result so i went with the official one instead it makes sense because i was like these are such odd four personalities i feel like there would be a lot more than just these four but now that you're saying it's a temperament or a mood i can see it i know them very detailed because i've worked with these temperaments for like 10 15 years so i know them inside and out that makes sense to me because it's more of like your mood it's mood it's definitely your mood so how did you get into this dale if dale's listening our family counselor marriage counselor that is also your counselor yeah he had us take it as soon as we walked in the door basically and it's supposed to help you understand each other which i think it does it's not that this person's just being an asshole well maybe but it's also just <laughs> this is who they are they're they're definitely mm -hmm. half glass empty debbie downer victim literally people are born this way it's crazy because so you know those family members or friends that you're just so over where there's so much and they're just so always that way they literally came out that way or they're so extra or they're just so we'll get into it but it makes sense to me it makes sense now yeah yeah we'll get into it and i'm going to start looking for this as well it sounds like you kind of know right off the bat and very quickly probably because you're really into it yeah i'd probably have to really study it a little more to yeah. see it okay so here are the four and in no particular order one thing i will notice is that on two of them it kind of has some negative aspects and you'll see what i mean yep sanguine warm optimistic social phlegmatic relaxed apathetic see there's that negative slow moving that could be also considered negative yeah melancholic analytical quiet nostalgic caloric irritable quick to react see how that has irritable in there that's a negative so yeah. i kind of don't like that they can i give my definitions sure 
Okay, let's start with sanguine. Sanguines are your I love Lucy's. They're your true extroverts. Yeah. They're the life of the party, but they're not very loyal. They jump person to person to person to work the room. Comes also, which I read in detail, that they're hot. Like they come in hot and they fizzle fast because they get excited about projects or whatever. And then they fizzle out. Good side of sanguine, the bad side. Let's go to choleric. Choleric are your natural born leaders. These are the guys, the CEOs. They run the show. These are good, but they're intense. They're overbearing. They're bossy. They're bitchy, you know, but they're also get shit done. And you need those like Donald Trump. He's a choleric. You need these people <laughs> in phlegmatic. Those are your slow to react, slow to think. They process. They're not going to do verbal diarrhea. They're chill. My stepdad's a phlegmatic. He's just super chill and he's slow to react. They're not snippety. They're easygoing. They're nice people, but you just have to like withstand like the pregnant pauses. Cause I want to jump in and talk and you can't, you have to sit there, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Okay. And then melancholy. Melancholy are your Eeyores. They're kind of the Debbie Downers. They go deep in the pit or the well and you have to bring them out. And somebody described to me like it's like a ladder and you just kind of go down a few rungs and you shine your light and you try to get them out. My husband and I would joke about it. He's like, are you going to come down in the pit and get me or what? And I'm like, no, I'm not coming down in the pit, you know, or I'm going to only come down a little bit. But you say the good side of melancholy. Actually, I don't know the good side of melancholy. You did say, <laughs> you said something there, nostalgic. I mean, I'd like to think that each temperament does have their good sides. No, they do. So my daughter is melancholy. She got it from her dad. The melancholic temperament is fundamentally introverted and thoughtful. Melancholic people often were perceived as very or overly pondering and considerate, getting rather worried when they could not be on time for events. Melancholics can be highly creative in activities such as poetry and art and can become preoccupied with the tragedy and cruelty in this world. Often they are perfectionists, they are self-reliant and independent. One negative part of being a melancholy is that they get so involved in what they're doing, they forget to think of others. Now you're gonna read choleric. The choleric temperament is fundamentally ambitious and leader-like. They have a lot of aggression, energy, they have a lot of aggression, energy, and or passion, and try to instill it in others. So those are your motivational people. They can dominate people of other temperaments, especially phlegmatics. Many great charismatic military and political figures were choleric. They like to be in charge of everything. However, cholerics also tend to be either highly disorganized or highly organized. They do not have in-between setups, only one extreme to the other, as well as being leader-like and assertive. Cholerics also fall into deep and sudden depression. Essentially, they are very much prone to mood swings. So I'll read the other two, which are sanguine and phlegmatic. Yeah. So sanguine, it says, the sanguine temperament is fundamentally spontaneous and pleasure-seeking. Sanguine people are sociable and charismatic. They tend to enjoy social gatherings, making new friends, and tend to be boisterous. They are usually quite creative and often daydream. However, some alone time is crucial for those of this temperament. Sanguine can also mean sensitive, compassionate, and thoughtful. Generally struggle with following tasks all the way through, <laughs> are chronically late, and tend to be forgetful uh -huh. and sometimes a little sarcastic. 
often when they pursue a new hobby, they lose interest <laughs> as soon as it ceases to be engaging or fun. My picture just needs to be next to Sanguine. I know. You're the definition. They are very much people persons. They are talkative and not shy. Sanguines generally have an almost shameless nature, certain that what they are doing is right. Uh, you've mentioned how you're sanguine. And when I read this, I was like, oh, yeah, this is like totally you. This is I'm little... a true sanguine, like 1 to 24, and I came in 23. <laughs> what it does when you take the test, we're kind of backtracking a little, but what you do is when you take the test, it gives you your results and it lists because everyone's kind of a mix. Sure. When we read this, you are very dominant in sanguine you still have phlegmatic melancholy yeah. and a little bit of choleric so it scores sure. each temperament from zero to 24 and so you're most yeah. dominant because you were at 23 out of 24 for sanguine then your second one is melancholic at 13 and then phlegmatic at 11. yeah choleric is like very low yeah that's what they say is you usually have a dominant one with a secondary yeah. For sure, your sanguine is like, pew, it's like practically off the charts. Right. Okay. And the last one is phlegmatic. So phlegmatic is fundamentally relaxed and quiet, ranging from warmly attentive to lazily sluggish. I don't know what that means. Phlegmatics tend to be content with yeah. themselves and are kind. They are accepting and affectionate. They may be receptive and shy and often prefer stability to uncertainty and change. They are consistent, relaxed, calm, rational, curious, and observant qualities that make them good administratives. They can also be passive aggressive. <laughs> so you, what I predicted is your phlegmatic is the leading, but you're definitely a mix of all those. I'm guessing they're all about the same. Okay, you wouldn't be far off. Here's what it, here's what my results came back with. Phlegmatic, 17 out of 24. Yep. Okay. Sanguine, 16. It's literally yes. right behind yes. it. Yes, right. And then right. melancholic was nine and then caloric six. So it is like okay. this kind of gradual decrease. Yeah, you're a phlegmatic sanguine. I'm a phlegmatic sanguine because it's 16 and 17. It's very, right. yeah. Right, right. Now it's kind of, I predicted that. So yay, I got it right. You were right. You know your bestie. I know. And I love these. I always call them personality traits, but it makes so much more sense. That it's a temperament. It's a temperament. Yeah. Because there's so many more personalities. The personalities are included in the descriptions of these moods. If you're pretty introspective, if you read these definitions or you listen to what we read, the definitions for each temperament, you could probably pick out. But sometimes it's kind of cool to take a test yes. to see. And one of the things I was thinking, which you guessed right for my temperament, but I was kind of curious, like, if you took this test for me, like thinking of uh, me, right. what would it come back as? If you know the person very well, you could easily take the test. Yeah. So you know your kid, right? you know your spouse, you know your bestie. Take it for them if they're not willing to take it. Honestly, being married in a difficult marriage and just not very knowledgeable in things, it made me realize that people are all kind of the same. It kind of lumps us in. It's like human nature. It's not that this person is trying to be a complete difficult person. There's a lot of people like mm. that. Literally, it's crazy how our brains are designed. Because we're made by the same designer, we have similar designs. So people are very common. They can't almost not help it. Sure. On me, complain. You're going to complain that like, well, I don't follow through or why don't I do this project or what? Well, 
it's not that I'm being just apathetic or I don't care. It's literally like my temperament is this way and it's not right or wrong. It's who I am. Other people are like me too. It makes me understand other people better. It makes me more empathetic to them and not get as frustrated because you've talked about so often and I've noticed you do it. You don't do it with me though. I mean, it maybe is that phlegmatic side of you where you have long pauses. I've seen you do it. So people think you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. You're processing it. Yes. <laughs> yes. They think I'm not listening. I'm a very good listener. I want to listen to people. There have been many times where I've paused so long and it's I'm literally just absorbing it. I'm processing it. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about what's the best way to respond. And then before I can get it out because the pause is so long, they move on to the next thing or they are probably walking away like, did she not hear what I just said? I did, I just couldn't, I couldn't formulate it fast enough. I just needed to process it. But now I know you, if that happens, I don't take offense or get upset. I understand what's happening. So that's what I mean. It's just generally good, useful information for you out there in Podland to understand this so you can understand people in your life better that's all and other people random strangers too because it's fun for me now I'm like oh they're this and that once you get to know somebody you can totally know what they are the pregnant pauses that you talk about in the definition that I read it doesn't mention about takes time to doesn't it say slow to process slow to think slow to respond I maybe because I've studied it for so long, I know it more in depth. It says relaxed and quiet, warmly attentive to lazy sluggish, content with themselves, accepting and affectionate, receptive and shy. It says consistent, relaxed, calm, rational, curious, observant. Those observant people tend to be more slow to react, slow to think, slow to process. And it's not that they're being slow, I guess. They're just processing it. Processing. Yeah, because you're taking in so many different stimuli, right? You're observing something. You're very observant. You're feeding all you're in. observant. Yeah. I'm anti-observant because I'm saying when <laughs> I don't see cues or I read people fast. I read their energy because I'm so talkative and whatever. I, I was talking to this one guy. I was kind of ending it, of course. And I said... <laughs> Well, I'm a little resentful because you never really shared much about yourself. And he's like, well, because you didn't leave any room in the air to do that. (laughs) You talked about you the whole, and I'm like, I thought I asked questions. Okay. Well, you might be right. He's like, well, I figured you needed, just needed to talk. (laughs) I was glad he said that because I do think of myself as a person that asks questions. Just FYI, people out there, if you're trying to get to know somebody, I mean, you should all know this by now, but you need to ask questions of the other person. It's not all about you. It's so annoying to go on dates and all they're doing is filling up the air. And I'm like, crap, is that what I've been doing? Um, So I just need to be more mindful, make sure I'm not taking up the air. So saying ones can do that. When it gets to a certain age, people are just more blunt, I guess. I know, because I was kind of like, I've told you all my intimate details. What about you? I mean, this can help in employees, you know, employee in your workplace, your coworkers. If you understand to say, say, here, take this test. It kind of helps you just work with people and also put them in the right jobs. It's interesting that you mentioned that. You and I did not plan this. <laughs> Today's topic, we're like, hey, just take the test. And then we just start talking. Elle didn't know that I was going to bring this up, but I actually 
did just take a personality test for a potential employer. I'm on to my oh. third round. And so before the CEO wants to meet with me, they said, you need to take this test. There are a bunch out there. I mean, I have taken so many personality tests for employers and potential employers. This one, so you have three, six, seven, eight, eight personality types. So you're a mechanic, creator, star, lord, supporter, accumulator, trader, or deal maker. I took the test and they show this little graph. I'm so much in the middle, yes. but I lean just a little more towards mechanic. And that was my defining oh. personality. But when you look at the graph, you'll be like, holy cow, she almost makes a circle. For an employer standpoint, that would be attractive to have somebody being Sweden you know, just neutral and have a little bit of all of it, right? I mean, I would think so. You know, it's kind of funny. My mom, when I was growing up, my mom always told me that I was so well-rounded. I did not like that expression at all. Now I'm appreciating it as an adult way more because I really do see that I am pretty well-rounded. You are. I knew you were probably heavy phlegmatic, but I knew you have sanguine, you even have choleric, you have a little, because you're a leader. You know, but you're sensitive and sweet, you know, so you have some of those. Anyway, yeah. This is the whole thing of, is this person a good fit for our company, our culture? Is this person a good fit for the role? Because I would be a leader. I would have people reporting yes. to me. I would have to be nurturing. How would I be as somebody, as a colleague to my peers who are at the same level yeah. or colleagues that are at a different level than me? When these companies do these personality traits, it tells me obviously one is that's super important to them. And they probably already have in mind, we need somebody that is whatever, a mechanic creator right. in this role. Or they may be looking to say, well, let's have a mix of personalities in our company. So if my colleague who's also director is she's a creator or a supporter, would that be a good fit for somebody who's a mechanic? That's a smart company and that gives me pause to think that's awesome. I'm excited to hear that they're being smart about it because as we know, you can hire somebody to do the job. The hard part is do they fit in? Do they get along with others? Do people like them as a boss? Everybody doesn't complain about the work. They complain about the people they work with. So if you put the right people together in a team, mm. you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And so when you have this bad apple in the mix, how many people have quit? Because the person they're working with is awful. Oh, Can right. you figure this out ahead of time? Can you save yourself time? Taking these tests, not that these traits, the temperament test is not going to give that to you. But if you give them different personalities, you can see what the position is. As a supporter, you don't need a choleric in there. It would be useful if these companies could do these personality tests, make a better choice. I kind of think about it like this. If they have leadership tendencies and they're coming in at a lower role, expect that they are going to want to grow their career. Right. For example, they're not gonna to wanna to just stay in that role. They're gonna to wanna to move up the ladder. If that's something that you say, you know what? The persons who's in here, they're not going anywhere. They're going to stay an assistant. They're never going to go anything higher. Then you probably don't want right. someone with that leadership personality. Or you find somebody that they just like to be more in the background and they don't care about that. Then they might be a better fit for your assistant role, right. which you have no intention of growing. 
but don't bring somebody in who's clearly wants to be a leader and who has exhibited leadership qualities to yeah. stay in a non-growth role or vice versa. You have a growth role. You can't bring somebody in that doesn't want that, that says, no, I'm comfortable being in the background. Right. I just want to do my thing and go home right. and that's it. Right. I guess like in a way it's not bad. I kind of laugh at them when I have these, oh, they want me to take a personality test. I've taken IQ tests. There have oh, been tests wow. where it's like doing math and word problems. It's like SAT questions and I actually get anxiety and then I don't test well because I'm so nervous. Yeah, yeah, testing intellect. Don't, don't do it. I don't want to take that test. Yeah. And I've had several of those <laughs> over the past Ugh. few years. I saw the results of one of my tests. It makes me look like I don't even know how to spell my own name. Yeah. I yeah. did not do well on it. And it's timed. You have to answer 30 questions or as many questions as you can in 12 minutes. I guess it depends on the position, but like a marketing position, put together a press release. I don't know, something, you know what I mean? Like the skills. They're giving you word problems like, if a train is leaving at 5.05 p.m. <laughs> going 45 miles hey, per well, hour. I don't wanna work for them. I'm not working for them. I do find that some of these tests are just not applicable at all. I know. You're looking at that score and you think I'm an idiot that it's a miracle she spelled her name correctly, but <laughs> I would kick ass in that role but you automatically threw me out once you saw my test score. And it's kind of like, why Jeez. do I have to answer these SAT questions? It's just Christmas tree and not peace out. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not working for them. They wouldn't hire me anyway. <laughs> I know, maybe I should have just been like A, B, C, D. Next one, A, B, C, D. Yeah, it's always C, right? It's always C? I thought it's always C. Oh, I thought it was always B. Is it C? I don't know. B don't sounds know. better, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try and use this kind of like you have where you read somebody and you understand their temperament, then you know how to interact with them or what you can kind of expect. Right. And again, as far as using it as, you know, for friends or a dating possibility or a marriage or employee or whatever, I think it's helpful for to have them take the test. You know, what mixes with you? I don't think I could ever date another choleric. I had enough of that. So who would be your ideal? In the temperaments? Yeah. Well, I've been meeting a lot of sanguines because I'm a sanguine. I'm at these events. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know. I don't have a whole lot of experience. I said initially that phlegmatics drive me crazy, but that's not true. I think I would like a little more phlegmatic because the easygoing kind of counters me and makes me more chill. Since my husband was such the extreme melancholy and extreme cleric, my daughter's a melancholy. She's awesome. So I guess it depends where they range. If you're a 24 melancholy or a 24 choleric, forget it. But if you're like, you know, mid-range, then it's probably doable for me. Do you remember her second, what's her second temperament? Yeah, sanguine. So she was melancholy sanguine, okay. If you dare to take the test and wanna share, share folks. Dude, they don't ever respond. I know, I, what am I thinking? I mean, except for a few girls that say things, but yeah. Right. Okay. Anyway, I have to go pick up my daughter now. She just texted me to come get her. I don't know. It's some sort of drama just unfolded. <laughs> so I, I gots to go. All right. Well, you get going and have a great day.